0: Greetings and welcome back to another ongoing series of Sherman and Dafyomi. My name is Yitzchak Et Shalom. And this will be our final podcast of the third parak. Rabbi so Dosa Omer, Reliph Tevas. According to the last Mishnah, in which Rabbi Dosa, continuing with this theme of conditional formulae, said that when you are leaving the Tfilot on Rosh Hashanah, there are two things that you mentioned. One of them is you mentioned Rosh Chodesh in there. The second thing is that you make the statement conditional, if today or if tomorrow is Kodesh, and the next day you say if today is Kodesh and if yesterday was Kodesh. Rabba says, when we were in Ravuna school, we asked the question, or they asked us, when you're saying the Tefillah of Rosh Hashanah, do you also mention the Rosh Hashanah? On the one hand, since there are different Musafin that you bring, Amrinan, so we mentioned the day separately. Or perhaps one commemoration or one statement of the day um, uh, contains both. So Ammar lined Ravuna answered to us, Tenitua, we have our Mishthor, we do so, et cetera. And Chachamim disagreed with him. So my love, Lahazkir, isn't it, that Chachamim disagreed with him about mentioning Rosh Chodesh, so we don't mention Rosh Chodesh. So, no, note, Chachamim were disagreeing with him about the other part, which is to say, it might be today, it might be tomorrow. That makes sense. Rabbi Dosa used to say the same thing every Rosh Chodesh. What was it he would say? He would say "If today or if tomorrow. Chachamim did not agree with him. So, what was the point of contention between them about whether to mention a conditional formula in liturgy? That's why they didn't agree with him. If it's mentioning Rosh Chodesh, what would they not agree with? Obviously, you're going to mention Rosh Chodesh on Rosh Chodesh Marechad, it's fine. So why are the two makhlakot, the one in the Mishnah, one in the B'rightah? The answer is, if we only had the one in our Mishnah, perhaps hear the Rabbanan say that you shouldn't mention it, because then you're going to treat the day lightly. It might not really be Rosh Hashanah. I won't be careful about Malachat. But every other Rosh Chodesh, that's not a consideration. So maybe they agree, you could say a condition, because nothing bad will happen. And if we only had the bright, this is what we call a flip Tziricha. So therefore, Rabbanan, uh perhaps who would agree that on Rosh Hashanah you should not mention it as we said, because Tsuricha, that's what we need both. So mate, watch this challenge. So if Rosh Hashanah falls on Shabbat, we've got an extra component. We think of it as the brackets. Shabbat Bechameh pavel esser. In Musaf, normal in Rosh Hashanah we have nine brachot. Bechameh says, you say ten. So, Bechelel is clear. You put everything into that bracha of, of, uh, Kudushat Hayom. And perhaps you can mention Rosh Chodesh in the middle of that bracha. But Beit Shammai should say 11, because if Beit Shammai says have a separate bracha for Shabbat, then have a separate bracha for Rosh Chodesh. So in Bizeira, Shani Chodesh, vahavit, says Shabbat is different in consideration than consideration of Rosh Chodesh. Meaning, Beit Shammai could say you have to have a separate bracha for Shabbat, but not necessarily for Rosh Chodesh, because in Rosh Chodesh, in the other three tefillot, Shachrit and Arvita and Mincha, you... You include it along with the regular bracha. Therefore, you do the same thing in Musafin. So, Midla bet shemai since when does Beit Shammai accept this principle of Kolel, which means you include one atheme within another bracha? It's a simple Rosh Chodesh on Shabbat. You say eight brachot. Normally, say seven on Shabbat. But here you say eight, because you have a seven bracha for, for Rosh Shabbat, He also says, say the standard Shabbat and you add in. Uh, the answer is kasha. You're right. That's a little difficult for Beit Shammai. So, so they should say eleven, really. When Rosh Chodesh is on, when Rosh Hashanah is on Shabbat, because of Rosh Chodesh. Now, Kol Elot small The whole notion of Kolel is really Machlokat Tanaim. The Tanya. Shabbat Shalosh Rosh Chodesh or Choloshel Moed. When you have Shabbat ha Moed, or Shabbat Rosh Chodesh, you say the regular Shabbat Filot. Shacharit Minchamariv. If you say, Yalev in avoda. He says, You say it in Modim. If you missed Yalev wherever you're supposed to say it, you have to dominate over. This is our, our, our not to crack. You start by mentioning Shabbat, you end the Bracha with Shabbat. In the middle, you mention Rosh Chodesh. They said that also in the uh, in the regular bracha of Shachim and you also have to mention in the bracha itself. That's kolel and not yalev yevo So Rav So answer was that you mention only one, meaning Rosh Chodesh and Rosh Hashanah it's all one zikaron so you don't explicitly mention Rosh Chodesh and Raba, who had originally been the one who reported the question, said indeed that's the Raba. Second question. They asked another question where Rav Huna is midrash. Do we say Shachianu on Rosh Hashanah and Kippur? On the one hand, it comes only from time to time, once a year. So we say Shachianu". On the other hand, they're not regalim. So it's not a time of simcha. Lo, So lo havi yadei. Ravuna didn't have an answer to this. So then Raba then moved to the Beit Midrash of Rav Yehuda. Amar, when he answered the question, Rav Yehuda answered, I say shachianu even when I see a new squash, meaning fruit that is now grown in the new season, I say shachianu. So Amarle has an interesting, Rav has an interesting uh, response. Rashud lo kamei I wasn't asking whether you're able to say shachianu. You say shachianu when you see a nice fruit because you enjoy it and you chose to make shachianu. Kamei ba'ily Is there an obligation to say shachianu on Rosh Am Amrli, Rav Yehuda told me. Rav is reporting. Rav Shmuel, Tavayu, the previous generation, both my teachers, Rab and Shmuel said, "Eino marzmana el b'shalosh regalim." You only say shachianu on the shalosh regalim. So, may they watch this challenge. The pasuk in the call it says, "Teneh chelik l'shiva What is that alluding to? Rabbi Eliezer shiva, elu may shiva, Me brisit shmona, elu shmoni may milah. So it's another allusion. Rabbi says, "To our point, shiva elu shvat you may and shmona elu shmoni may hachag." So the seven days of pesach, the eight days of chag. V'gam it says, "V'gam l'shmona." What's v'gam there? The Rabot atzer v'asherim hipurim, shavuot v'asherim kippur. And we assume, my love, Lizman, doesn't it mean that they all get Shechianu? No, Brachat, that they have their own bracha. Uh, Mekade Shisrael, Mekade Shisrael Vazmanim, Mekade Shisrael Yom Kippurim, etc. Chran Mistabran, it makes sense that it's the Brachat, Isachat Lizman, if you think it's about Shechianu, Zman calls Shiva Mi'ika. You don't have Zman all seven days of, uh, of uh, Sukkot, of uh, Pesach. So, no, that's not a problem because it could mean Shachyanu applies all seven days, and if you didn't say it the first day, you say it the next day. Mikomayin Khost, but you need to say Shachyan on a coast. You don't have a coast on the third day of Pesach. So let me say Nachman No, perhaps the supports of Nachman who says Shachyanu could be said without a coast. Even if you're in the marketplace, remember it I never said Shachyanu this year on Pesach, and it's cholamoid. you could say Shachyanu. So halokasha doesn't prove that the equally kos. Maybe you're in the marketplace and you got a kos. So it's so the kos doesn't have to mean kiddush then. Hatena said Rosh Hashanah. Now parenthetically, if you're going to say kiddush all kos, I understand how you could do it on Shavuot and Rosh Hashanah. Yom Kippur Abid. How would you do it on Yom Kippur? If you say Boy Pragafen, and the Kiddush, and shachianu, and then drink it, Kevin. The minute you said shachianu, keep you accepted Yom Kippur. Vasali, you're not allowed to drink. He asked Rav, are you already avoiding? Meaning, are you already avoiding food? Because you accepted Yom Kippur early. Indeed I was. So if you say shachianu, then it's already Yom Kippur, you can't drink. You're going to say it on the coast and put it down. You have to taste something if you're going to say it. You're going to give it to a kid. So Rashi, Rashi says we, we don't know where Ravacha said this. Couldn't find it in Shas. But evidently Ravacha gave a similar solution. To give something to a child. But we don't do that because maybe the child will learn to drink a Yom Kippur to eat a Yom Kippur and he'll be trained wrong so what's the solution so the answer is they wanted to see what Rav Chista would actually do so they sent Rav Sava, the old man to Rav just before Rosh Hashanah they said go see what he does Torah come tell us ki Chazi amr le dalyuah l'retiva de Pasa Ravsaleh B'duchteh Say he said a little aphorism. When you pick up the board, you know that something underneath is you're looking for. Meaning, I know that they sent this guy to check me out. I told they cost him a They bought him a coast. He said by per gafen and and Asher Bacharad kolam and Barchai and Mekadesh Israel Yomasi Karon and Shachianu veilchata l'mezman Roshanov The final solution resolution is you do say Shachianu uh, and Roshan Kippur. And can you say zman without a coast, which of course the solution for Yom Kippur is we do in Beit Knesset. The Third question that was asked. Barbe Let's say we have a student who takes on a fast, an heir of Shabbat, Maulash Lume. Should he complete his fast, meaning that he'll enter Shabbat hungry? L'av miyadei, Rav Hunna didn't know that either. Atayla coming to Rav again, when Rava moved to Rav Yehuda's Beit Midrash, L'av miyadei, he didn't know either. I'm a Rava. so now the question was unresolved. Rava, two generations later, says, Nechzei Anan. Let's investigate on our own. We don't have an answer, so let's see if we can figure it out. Tanya, Tisha B'av Shechal yom Shabbat when Tisha B'av falls on Shabbat. Or, meaning, in either case, you're going to be fasting on Saturday night. Shabbat, uh, you eat whatever you want. And you could put on your table the fanciest meal. But if Shabbat was on Friday, that can't work in our calendar, but theoretically, at the end of the day, they bring you a little bit like to eat, Meaning, you fast the whole day until just before Shabbat starts. You eat a little something, so you don't enter Shabbat fasting. And so that would seem to then apply, certainly, to somebody who took on, upon himself, his own fast. So that year, Tisha B'av fell out on Friday, and Rabbi Kivu was sitting there. They brought him... An egg. He ate it very simply. He ate it without salt. I didn't want to eat it. He wanted to show us the halacha that if you fast on Friday, you have to end the fast before Shabbat starts. Rabbi Yossi disagreed evidently with his Rabbi and said that you do have to complete the fast. Rabbi, Yossi. Rabbi Yossi's argument to the Chachamim was You don't eat into dark Saturday night. You stop at sunset. Their answer was, yeah, you're right. So Rabbi Yossi says, so what's the difference uh, of uh, entering the day Fasting, and what's the difference of leaving the day fasting, meaning to leave Shabbat and start fasting, so it should be no difference that no different than entering Shabbat fasting really low, they said it's not the same Marta, let's say if you're talking about leaving the day of Shabbat you've eaten all day, who's hungry at Hadullah time anyways but to enter Shabbat you've been fasting all day, so it's not the same that's really degradation to Shabbat. V'yamarula alachah Kribiosi, but nonetheless the alachah is Kribiosi. You complete the fast, but umiav din Kribiosi. But we actually don't do that way. Ormini, watch this. Ain goes v'tanit chalat zibur. Rashi chodeshima chanukah porm. We do not make a tanit, uh declare a tanit for rain, etc. On Rashi chodesh chanukah porm. Midchilu ein But if they it's part of the system of three fasts or seven fasts, then we allow it to happen. From a gamliel. Ramar of in Mavsikin, Rabbi Gamliel said, You do not interrupt the rhythm of the fasts. But you don't have a full day of fasting, meaning it's Rosh Hoda, Shachan you eat at the end of the day, so you didn't fast on that day. And Rabbi Gamliel said the same thing if is on Friday, you do not fast the whole day. After Rabbi Gamliel passed away, Rabbi Yeshua, who of course was Rabbi Gamliel's nemesis, as it were, uh, came in to try to re- re- to uh, retract that ruling. So Rabbi Nuri stood up to defend Rabbi Gamliel's honor and said, I see that the head follows, uh, that the body follows the head. We always said the halacha that way. Now he's dead and you want to cancel out his words? We're not going to listen to you. We've already got the halacha. Nobody's willing to stand up to Rabbi Yochim and Nuri's defense from Gamaliel's honor. So the answer is so how could you say that we follow Rabbi Yossi? The answer is B'doroshim and Gamaliel, Avid, Kirab and Gamaliel. Indeed, in his generation that's how he did. But now, B'doroshim and Gamaliel, which is a generation and a half later, Avud Korbiosi. That's what everybody did, and they fasted all day. Over the Rosh Did they really cut the fast short? Over the generation? So one time, I fell on Shabbat, we pushed it off to Sunday. And we fasted, but we didn't finish the day. Why? Because we had our own kind of family, Yom Tov, in our family, because something great had happened on the 10th of Av. So why didn't they not complete the fast? If it was only the day before, Yom Tov, then that means we would have fasted, which means that even on Gamliel's day, they would have fast a full day, even though that coming night was a festive night. That's different. When you have a family Yom Tov, you're even allowed to fast part of the day on your own family Yom Tov. So therefore, you complete the fast at night till night. Shabbat, you're not allowed to fast at all in Shabbat. So therefore, you also do not enter the day fasting. Per Rabbi you do, and that's when it changed. Okay, i Yosef. Yosef, as we recall, had some sort of a erua mochi, a neurological trauma, and forgot much of his learning, and often was reminded by his students of things he had taught, notably by Abaye. So Rav Yosef said, I never heard this ruling. I'm Abaye. So Abaye said, Not only did you heard it, you taught it to us. And you said it as a comment on the following rule, that we do not declare a fast then. Rosh Chodesh, Chodekom Purim, we said it about that, that was a quote from Rameer, quoting Rabbi Gamliel, that said we don't uh, fast on those sort of days, which we know is Rabbi Yossi, didn't that mean that it was about all those days, maybe it's only about Hanukkah and Purim, If you think it's about all of them Why didn't Rav Yehuda know the answer? After all, Rav asked Rav Yehuda Should you finish the fast on Friday? Should have answered straight up? No Wait a second The ruling that we got at the end Which is that we do uh, uh, Fast the entire day Ravuna also didn't know the answer. So, how is Ravuna issuing a psaq? And how didn't Rav Yehuda not know about it if it's so obvious that that's what we do? The answer is that's before they heard this ruling. Once they heard this ruling, uh, then we follow Rabbi Yossi and, uh, and we do fast the whole day. And that indeed is the ruling that we complete the fast. And that brings us to the end of Perak Bakom E'arvin. In uh, we will begin the study of the fourth Perak, Misho Tziyu, and go much further into the issue of the Tchumin. of meantime, everybody should have a wonderful day.